The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class, and we do it with our masters of the ring, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. And today, we remember one of the greatest of all time, WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik. And we do it with personal stories from our masters of the ring. Bully, let's start with you. Share one of your favorite moments of one of the greats, the Iron Sheik. Well, I never worked with the Iron Sheik, um, and I did have a chance to meet him twice. Um, the first time is when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania, or one of the WrestleManias he was at, um, introduced myself. And, you know, Dave, I've told the stories before about when, like, I've met Bruno San Martino, and Bruno, you know, knew my name, and to hear, <clears throat> you know, your name roll off a legend like Bruno San Martino's tongue. And the same thing happened with the Iron Sheik, where he said, oh, so nice to meet you, Bubba. And he was actually calling me Bubba because my name was Bubba. <laughs> so he said, so nice to meet you, Bubba, Bubba. Um, and he just told me how much he appreciated watching me and Devon's matches and how entertained he was by us. And then uh, later on, I had seen him, this is probably five years ago, I saw him at an autograph session. Uh, maybe in, it was in North Carolina, one of the bigger conventions. And I posted the picture that I took with him on social media yesterday, um, standing behind him. He's seated, um, um, seated position. And, you know, we just got to talking after that. And he just said again how much he appreciated watching us. And I think we had some small talk about you know that night at madison square garden and he went into his whole shtick oh baba i make that jabroni hulk hogan look so good if it wasn't for chic he'd be nobody i could break his back i 1972 aau national champion gold medal he's nobody i stretch it so, <laughs> just to hear him like like cut my own little personal promo just for me in character was great um Amazing career, great to meet him, and absolutely honored to be able to say that I am a fellow WWE Hall of Famer with the Iron Sheik. See, a couple of things from what you just said, Bully. One, and obviously you being a Hall of Famer, you being the most decorated tag team wrestler of all time, but just like everybody else that's a part of this show, you grew up as a fan. So to hear like the Iron Sheik, such an icon, know who you are, know of your work, like that's got to be the ultimate nod of respect for you. It it really is. I think the the two that really stick out to me are Bruno and the Sheik. And when you know when you hear somebody that you grew up on tell you that they enjoy your work or that you're entertained by it. It really doesn't 
it really doesn't register until you're old enough in the wrestling business and you start telling younger wrestlers how entertained you are by them. For me, I, I developed a greater appreciation for, for the compliments that I received from a Bruno or from a Sheik once I got older in the business <clears throat> and I was able to uh, show my appreciation to younger wrestlers because it's like, it's weird. The little kid comes out on, com comes out of you. Like um, let's just take uh, an orange Cassidy. When, when I worked with orange Cassidy at the ECW arena for house of hardcore, it was like, Hey man, how you doing? I I'm Bubba. I'm a really big fan of yours. I really like your work. You're so entertaining. And you, you, you feel good about being able to pass down those compliments. And then you think, wow, I and Sheik and Bruno, you know, they complimented me the same way I'm, you know, complimenting Orange Cassidy. So it takes a while because they, we get so caught up in the speed of the wrestling business that sometimes you don't even take that moment to, to, to really absorb, digest, appreciate the compliments that you're receiving because let's, let's take it the time that Bruno Bruno said what he said to me and Devon. It's like, everybody's complimenting you on, at that time. Right. And Bruno kind of gets lumped in, but then all of a sudden one day, everything slows down and the light bulb goes off and you're like, Holy shit. That's Bruno who knew me my name and it was complimenting me. So great to meet the Sheik. Uh, nothing but respect, especially as a career heel, knowing that that guy was on any given night could be the biggest heel in the territory. And could it could be said that he was the biggest heel on any given night in that night in Madison Square Garden. And, and the other thing I wanted to mention quickly, Bully, and then I want to obviously go to Mark and Tommy, is uh, the Hall of Fame. Because I know you're not a big fan of the accolades and things like that, but now you stand in a class along with, you know, people like the Iron Sheik. And, you know, so your name is lumped in with names like a Bruno San Martino and an Iron Sheik. Like that in, un, unto itself has got to be a great honor for you. It, it really is. I look at the Hall of Fame in a, in a much different way than many other wrestlers do. And that's just how I am about it. But to say that I'm part of a, um, a fraternity that has some extremely prestigious names in it, like Bruno. I mean, as an Italian kid growing up in New York, how did you make the sign of the cross in the name of the father, the son and Bruno San Martino and the Holy Ghost? You know, you, you know, <laughs> it, it's a big deal, you know. For my uncle Frank, who's ninety years old, who's still a wrestling fan, that know that knows that I'm in the same Hall of Fame as Bruno San Martino. So it's like I said, when you get older, as you mature in the wrestling business, as you gain a greater appreciation for everything. Yeah, I get it. Here's my WWE Hall of Fame ring, which I never, ever, ever wear. It's sitting here on my desktop. It's more important for me to have this in the shot for Busted Open every day than it, it is to wear. But at least I know in my mind 
that if we got all those Hall of Famers together and put them in one room, I could be standing with Mark Henry to my left and Bruno San Martino to my right. And the Iron Sheik. As and the well. Iron Sheik <laughs> making fun of me. Hey, Bubba, maybe you lose weight. <laughs> uh, if I had one of those, I'd wear it every day, but I digress. Mark, um, Iron Sheik, stories, f- favorite memories, moments, please share. I'm going to piggyback on Bully Ring. We are the Knights Templar. We are Shaka Zulu's warriors. We are the men of Valhalla. We are true 100% Jedi Knights. And the Iron Sheep is one of those brothers. And to lose him means he never dies. He never ever will truly die. The memory, the honor of the men that are in that fraternity will keep him alive forever. Not to mention, he did something called get over. A little bit. Just a little bit. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, when you see heel, bad guy, you think of Iron Sheik, you think of, there are about three guys to me. I, I, I grew up like really hating Bruiser Brody because he beat up everybody that I loved. Nobody was safe from Bruiser Brody. Iron Sheik was right there. It's a short list of guys that were just career they, I mean, they sole objective was to make little kids cry. And to be able to say that you're one of those, it's a bunch of us that were bad people, bad guys, but nobody like like the Sheik. And Dave, I had the best interaction with the Sheik because I was a strong guy. And he tested me. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes. Probably probably about a month from the time, probably the first time he saw me, somebody said, oh, that's the strongest guy in the world, Sheik. I bet you he can lift your clubs. And he probably was like, yeah, I've seen a thousand of these big, strong guys. They can't move the Sheik's clubs. And I showed up to TV, and brother, the clubs were there. And I remember seeing them and going, oh, man, the Sheik must be here. And somebody came to catering and got me and said, hey, uh, the Sheik wants to see if you can lift his clubs. And when I turned the corner, there was 30 people standing there. (laughs) They had it set up. And... I saw the club. I said, oh, Persian clubs. And she whipped his head and said, you know the clubs? <laughs> and I said, yes, yeah, like Terry Ty used to tell me about the mighty Gamma. You know Gamma. Oh, oh, Bubba. 
I loved, I loved the gum. And I grabbed the clubs in front of me and I knee kicked them up to my shoulders. He went, oh, you know the clubs, you know the clubs. And then you go over and over, overhead and overhead. And if you're strong enough, you can pull them down both at the same time to the, to the standard here. This is not for boys, only men can do this. I shot a, I posted a video of me doing a 90 pound club. Just one yesterday, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Or, or, or during the week. Yeah. And it ain't many people could do a 90 pound club. I mean, I'm different, but the sheik hugged me. Oh, I respect you. You, you strong man. And brother, it was like, I was the sheik's young boy for just like two or three days on the road. I got the, man, I could carry his bags. I could do, and he would always point at me when he saw me, he'd point and start telling the story. That's what I had with the sheep. Mark, do you know what story this reminds me of? You. What's the name of that dumbbell that nobody can pick up but you? The inch, the Thomas inch. What is it called? It's called the Thomas inch, formerly known as the unliftable dumbbell. And how much does it weigh? 80, 90 pounds? 172.8 pounds. Oh, wait. I'm way off. 172 pounds. Yeah. And Dave, the, Tommy. The handle uh, is bigger than a Coke can. So think about a 172-pound dumbbell with a handle bigger than a Coke can. And it was in the, in the locker room one day. And nobody. And I mean nobody. Not even Kane. Who is a strong mother trucker could budge that thing. And Mark comes along and picks it up with one hand and puts it over his head. Jeez. Like it was a Coke can. Like you want to talk about mind blowing strength. <clears throat> I guess that's why they call you the strongest man in the world. I guess. But I tell you, man, I'm glad you said something because I was, I was about to break. Yeah, you, you know what? You need to walk around with a shirt that says, I'm different. <laughs> That's a great shirt. <laughs> you know, think about this. Think about how blessed we are. We literally know people, like personally know people that set world records, like the Rob Van Dam lift, Mark with his lift, Ken Patara setting it. Like, we know these people. Mark, you know a lot of, but like, it's just insane that they also like then gravitated towards wrestling. Like people in the Guinness books, people, world record holders. That I mean, it's just insane. Like that's not normal for like. Oh yeah, I know this guy. He broke this record. I know that guy. It's it's a beautiful life we lived. And Mark is like honestly, Mark, and I'm not just saying you're like a superhero. Like the stories that you share sometimes, it's like you're talking to Superman. 
Dave, you had to see him just walking down the hallway. Like, here we are. We're all surrounding this dumbbell. We're all trying to figure out how to lift it, move it. We can't kick it over. Trying to use two hands. Can't do a dumb damn thing. Here comes Mark Henry, probably walking out of catering with the Mark Henry sway just back and forth. Like, look at his fingertips because he just ate a bunch of chicken thighs. Picks up the damn dumbbell like it's nothing. Puts it down and walks away. I'll catch you all later. <laughs> like God. Rod Simmons walking into the powerhouse gym in Detroit, doing <laughs> busting out 12 reps for 315 and said, I'll catch you all later. Hey, <laughs> can I give you all a little history lesson? Yeah. Um, I mentioned the Mighty Gamma. Uh, the Mighty Gamma is the standard. He's the Michael Jordan of personal... Shah of Iran um, bodyguards, and the Sheik was one. Sheik was one of the Shah of Iran's bodyguards. He defected twice uh, because he was the personal bodyguard. He had to go wherever the Shah went. And the Mighty Gamma was the end-all, be-all. The history says his training was unlike any other human that ever existed on the planet. He did a thousand squats a day, a thousand push-ups a day. He worked on his core for what seemed like hours. And this is a man that wrestled not, not just to he has wrestled to the death before. He's fought to the death. Not many people on the planet can say that because of a dispute between kings, I'm going to stick my, my warrior on you. And our warriors will fight for us, for the, for, for the power of our country. Sheik was one of those people. Just so you know who he really, really was, the Mighty Gamma and the Sheik did not carry a gun, y'all. They carried a little small curved knife. And they could cut you from tendon to tendon, from your wrist to your ankle, and you wouldn't have a chance because the whole point was to make an appendage useless. And he always talked about humbling you making you respect me. That comes from a credo that they carry. You will respect the king and you will do it with humility. And we are all honored, should be honored to have known that man because he was a real superhero. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Wow, Mark, amazing. Tommy, please share a personal story of the Iron Sheik. Okay, I got a few. Um, some I could tell, some I cannot tell. Um, I told a lot in the Keith Elliott Greenberg uh, book that they were writing, and they deemed the book uh, too controversial, and they said they couldn't uh, do the book, not because of my stories, just because of you know the life that this man led. And you could hear some of the stories that Mark just said, and that's just a big wow. Um, like I said before, I had, uh, you know, I'm a young kid and I have to drive um, and I'm and I'm now driving the Iron Sheik for three to four days. And when I tell you about the learning experience and some of the stories there, um, another thing that stands out was him constantly working out. And like, if it was, you know, at four o'clock in the morning and with lawn chairs, like doing shoulder, like extensions and like all, but always working out. And that entire trip was just like, really like next level for me. I do not see him my entire ECW career, my entire first half of my WWE career. I don't see him until um, the hall of fame. And number one, he remembered me. And that was like super duper cool, like that he remembered that whole trip without me saying, yes, Sheik, I remember, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we're now in Boston and I'm working in the office and the Boston guard and the hallways in the back are very, very tight. And Sheik is in a wheelchair and I see him and kind of like I always like, you know, would go out of my way to, you know, be there for the veterans and the men and women who help pave the way. So I'm, I'm wheeling them. And, and when you're at TV, they have a lot of these ramps, like for the wires to get people over. And it's a tight situation. Plus you got about between 70 and 80 people in these hallways. So I'm wheeling them over the things we're talking. And then he, he's like, Tommy, Tommy, quick turn, turn me around. So I turn him around. He goes, here, here, get me up, pick me up. And I'm like, what? He goes, pick me up. And he's using me as a human ladder to get out of the wheelchair. And he's like, prop me against the wall. I put him against the wall. He goes, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm like, what? He goes, go, go. <laughs> so I'm like, I kind of go away. And the entire time I'm pushing him, he sees out of the corner of his eye, Vince McMahon. And, but Vince doesn't see him. So Vince comes around and he goes, Kozlov. And he's like, Vince, how are you, sir? He goes, you're looking great. He goes, 
thank you, sir. And uh, he goes, I'm always ready. Whatever you need, sir, I'm there. And uh, he's like, oh, cause that's why I love you. They embrace, they walk away. Vince goes to do his business. And he goes, Tommy, come here, come here, help me. So he's now using me as a ladder to get back in his chair. And uh, he could walk, but like he was having some medical uh, issues from years of bumping. So I put him in his, in his chair and he's like smiling. I go, Sheik, what was all about? He goes, never let Vince see you in a wheelchair. He goes, you never know. <laughs> that was it. And I was Truth. like, you never know what? He goes, another run. You never know. I go, you're in a wheelchair. He goes, I won't be out there. And like right then and there, I was like, man, that's that's just like what sums up that generation of wrestlers. And it was so awesome. And like, I, dude, I got to hang out with him a lot whenever he would come uh, to the WWE. And um, he was just Matt, uh, Matt Cardona posted a, a tweet of him when he went to SmackDown and he had. Uh, Mark Henry and MVP are not allowing Matt Cardona into the party. And then all of a sudden, Sheik interrupts it. And if you remember, um, Matt Cardona, when he was Zack Ryder, his line was, woo, 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 you know it. So Sheik comes in, They everyone pops for the Sheik, and they let Sheik in. And then Matt Cardona goes, wait, you're letting the Iron Sheik in over me? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And Sheik steps up to Matt Cardona and he goes, ho, 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 you know it, jabroni. <laughs> so the one line of woo, 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 he messed up to ho, ho, ho. But you see everybody just pop and he made it the one line even better. And ho, 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 you jabroni is definitely a Christmas theme uh, that I want to see with the Iron Sheik. Um, again, man, the guy was amazing in the ring uh, from you know, a kid growing up watching him, like I said, I was there when Iron Sheik won the title and it to silence. And it wasn't even like heat. It was shock. It was just, you know, the only other comparable thing it is to when the Undertaker lost the streak or, you know, for people that are older than me, we'll talk about when uh, Ivan Koloff won the title. They were just like total shock. And you can hear it in there. And then, you know, followed up by the promo. But like, for me, I said, man, I was there for the greatest moment of this guy's career. And um, it was just next level. And, and like, if you just go back and just like, I, I've said this before about embracing a role of a villain, literally risking your life to go out there and perform in a sports entertainment world is just next level. Um, not a lot of people would do it, but like risking your life to go to work every day. That's what, you know, real heroes do policemen, firemen. And here's a guy going out there and doing that to entertain us as the bad guy. And, you know, for me, I've seen him in Mid-South, Georgia, a little bit in Florida, like he was more of like a bounty hunter. Um, but they always like this was all I mean, go back and listen to Bill Watts's commentary when he was there. This was during the whole hostage crisis and they're yeah. promoting this. It's insane to think about, you know, or even then like later on in his career when he did with um, Sheik Adnan El Casey, the Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, he was part of that. You know, he was part of uh, Sarge's entourage. If you could really think about, we're talking about one of the greatest feuds of all time, Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik, yet they joined forces 
you know, when Sarge became the champion again, just to lose to who Hulk Hogan again. And like he had a really, really messed up ankle and yet still would go out there and perform, uh, you know, walking to the ring was probably difficult for him. I mean, his ankle was bad. I saw it and it was real bad. It was like hooked. It was, and you could tell the guy needed the surgery, but yet he just continued to perform uh, to that level. Another thing where, you know, the caller had talked about those boots. I remember them saying he had to hit his boot three times because it clicked a metal and a metal piece went to the front. And then that's how he would get the guy. And I remember also seeing in a magazine, like the boot and like some baby face had gotten the boot and they showed that there was like this trick mechanism that activated this metal rod that was underneath the sole to go to the front, but he had to tap it three times to make it to work. And I mean, just think of that. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's in, in its simplicity, but yet every time he used it, people would still fall for it all the time. It was a different time, but I guarantee you if Sheik was out there and he kicked somebody uh, with the loaded boot and put on the camel clutch, if he did it to Roman Reigns today, the people would go nuts for it. And, uh, yep. you know, I, I can't speak enough praise. You've heard us all praise the man and more of his people that he wrestled. will be talking about him and just how you live forever again through Peacock, through YouTube, but it's also through stories uh, to celebrate this man's greatness. It really, really was. He's the word icon, Hall of Famer, GOAT. They're all, uh, you know, and villain is definitely the Iron Sheet. Thank you to everybody. Obviously, we remember one of the greatest of all time, the Iron Sheik. Thanks to Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. We'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.